0: LifeWay
1: Lifeway Leadership Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Anna, And welcome to The One Thing, where you get one gospel-centered ministry tip every week coming down on a Monday. Now, Derek, we are back from the... Long holiday. Mm, well a long one, dark winter. Someone asked me, what was your holiday like the other day?
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, I, it took me a while to ponder it. I was like, oh, I don't
0: oh, know. Yeah. What did you say, Scott? Well, I ended up landing mm. on
1: the purchase of a new spa. Well, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a blow up spa. Yeah, what does um, that mean blow up spa. Blow up spa. You just blow it up. You can move it. And I'm like hoping, a kiddie pool. Put it. I'm hoping I can make my money back by renting it out of churches for baptisms. But everyone's just laughing at me when I come up with that idea. So if you're in need of a baptism pool, get in contact. Yeah. You got a website? <laughs> I haven't got a website yet. <laughs>
0: Great idea, Scott. Excellent. That was good. Fits four
1: people and can heat up to forty degrees. There you go. There's the two little selling practically scolding. <laughs> uh. Uh, well, uh, we're, we're back in the new year and we wanted to kick off this year by uh, pressing into a, a topic that I think is really relevant for everyone at the moment, uh, and that's sort of the great return. Uh, the last few, well, the last four weeks have been pretty intense with Omicron and COVID here in Australia. And so we wanted to just have a discussion together, Derek and I, uh, with you, our uh, our audience and the church leaders and their teams on coming back to church.
0: Yeah, I just think one of my reflections over the last... uh, Well, seeing what's happening in Queensland as well, um, as we've kind of... It's been for just Queensland for the last two years, hardly any... We've had hardly any cases at all, um, like lots of other unfortunate parts of the country, but as the borders have opened up and and cases have skyrocketed up there, just seeing the impact on church attendance and people, uh, and then talking to guys across the country about what it's been like the last three, four weeks, um, particularly. And they're saying... Uh, most of them are saying it. only fifty percent attending church at at best, some are a little less than that. That's really hard. That's pretty depressing, to be honest. After what the last two years have been like, and I think for a lot of guys, it's pretty worrying. Uh, what does what does this actually mean? Again, just like we were at the start of last year, I think we were feeling like, um, all right, we got through twenty twenty. This is going to be different, and then twenty twenty one hit, and it didn't feel any different. Everyone is exhausted, uh, and now we didn't start twenty twenty two hoping it will be different and we're getting only 50% of people coming back to church. Yeah,
1: just to kind of, I think that's true. I mean, I've been to church the last three weeks and my sense is we've had sort of, you know, 40, 50% of people coming back and, you know, we're, we're not the best church. The church I go to, we're not the best at turning up on time being there. <laughs> um, you know, so by the first song, there were probably 40 people in the room, but ordinarily the service would have, you know, probably about 80 people. What, what is interesting though, both weeks we still have seen newcomers Mm. Um, and I have chatted to a number of churches where they've said, actually, we've seen a high proportion of newcomers, which is generally what you see in you know, the January, February period at the start of the year. Mm. So it is interesting that um, you know, there, there seems to be a tiredness of church members um, and uh, concern and a you know, question, you know, do we come back? What is, gonna, what, what is it going to look like? Um, you know, can we sing? We can't sing. Uh, and so there's all those sort of questions that I think church members are asking. But there, there are newcomers coming. So, I've seen a number of, you know, a number of couples and a number of individuals come, come to church over the last few weeks. I haven't seen any families as, as yet. I go to a family service, mm. um, but my sense is there are still newcomers coming to church, even though church members aren't coming back.
0: Okay, let's have a talk about this. This, this is exactly the issue we want to talk about today. Um, and I think as we've, we've been chatting about this, been thinking about it, um, and as I've been talking to, to guys who are leading churches about it. Um, as with everything we do, you want to start with the kind of spiritual theological issues that are, that are underlying it. Um, but as we were talking about this episode beforehand, one of the things that that we spoke about is I think we know the theological, and we've spoken for the last two years about the theological uh, issues surrounding gathering. So and the importance kids. of gathering,
1: the importance of the body together, the the missional, you know, the missional impact of. A
0: church community that is loving each other, yeah.
1: gathering together.
0: Even in its diversity, even in difference of opinions around vaccinations, all those kinds of things are hugely important because we, we do want to talk to people those their spiritual realities, their theological realities, yeah. God's people gathered around God's word, um, and the gospel at playing community in those in those communities there. We we've been talking about those things for two years and we know those things. And I'm not saying we need to stop talking about it. That's not the point. Where it's not I'm not saying we're done and dusted with it, but I, I do want to be as I've been thinking about this, saying I think I do want to be careful about just saying, well, the answer to this fifty percent attendance thing is just to keep pushing into those same issues again, just raise them again as some kind of club to beat people with in order to get them back. Um, I think that is a that's an unhelpful response to a complex problem. Mm. Um, but I, I do want to say, at the start. There are spiritual and theological issues here. I think everything at its heart has a spiritual theological issue. It may not just be what we think it is at this point in time. And that's what I think we want to uncover. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Over the over the break, over some break, I did. I was doing a bit of reading just on change stuff, and um, not the sort of you know big big picture. How do you manage change projects? But actually thinking about the personal impact mm. uh, for people. What what's actually going on for people as um, you know as change is, change is happening? And I think in some ways. Uh, even though we're up to our third uh, third lockdown in Sydney, even though we've seen this you know coming back and coming back with masks and, mm. and that uncertainty of all that sort of stuff, I still think we've still got to keep doing that work of understanding what's going on for the individual person, and it's going to be different for each individual person, family across church life. And as you say, heaps more complex now with are they vaccinated, are they not <laughs> vaccinated? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and in some ways, the government's you know making that harder. Not, not simpler, you know, by mandating it.
0: Hmm. Yep, absolutely. So can we talk about some of the practical issues? Because I think there are always spiritual issues underneath. Uh, but at this point in time, there, there is a whole bunch more going on that we do need to identify and chat about. So what, what are some of the reasons, uh, Derek? You know, I've, I've got that picture of
1: Homer in my head, you know, staying home
0: from church.
1: <laughs> and, you know, there, there is a the reality. It is just more comfortable staying at home.
0: It is, absolutely. but
1: but online church, I got to, I'm really thankful for our tech teams, and you know my church has done a great job, you know, doing online church. Mm. But online church is a really poor uh,
0: substitute substitute
1: for yeah. for the rally of Gaelic. Even even the last two weeks, going back to church, yeah. singing with masks on, 100 mm. percent better than uh, being at home, being distracted by a thousand things, yep. um, and trying to interact with people via. YouTube chat, you know, hey, I'm here. How are you going? Yeah. Oh, it's good. I'm on holidays in Byron Bay. Oh, fantastic. You know, just it, it's a poor
0: substitute. Yeah, it is. It's, look so. Just put it on the table. Some people are staying away for not great reasons. I want to say though, there are some reasons that have more validity. So part of this for me was uh, helpful articulating why is it that people might be staying away, just to hear it out loud. And so then to begin to dig behind it and work out you know, how to think about it, how to address it. So let me throw some reasons out there. You can throw some of your reasons out here. Um, I think part of the challenge at the moment is some people just need to isolate. And so they've been a close contact or they think it might be uh, the, any sign of a sniffle at the moment. You have to stay home. That's not their decision necessarily. It might play into what they want, but it's not necessarily their decision. And so, we want to encourage that. Loving, loving the
1: community is... Staying at home when you've got symptoms of COVID.
0: Absolutely. 100% for that. Thank you for that clarification. Don't, we don't want people running around. Yeah, anyway, some have COVID. And so that's, a, this is a new thing in some ways for, particularly for Queensland or other parts of the country, that uh, for the last two years, I haven't known many people who've had COVID. They've all been overseas for me, but now my, bro, you know, my, my, fam, my, most, most of the
1: members of my family have now got COVID just yeah. in this last sort of you know, month of holidays in Sydney.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, a whole bunch of my friends are, are now suffering the effects of COVID. Um, my, and so kids, it's, my kids,
1: friends, families, you know, we had things planned and they couldn't because they had 14 days of isolation.
0: Yeah, that's really hard. And and it's going to be more and more that that's the case, I think, at the moment as, as it spreads. Um, there is, and so with that, there is a greater fear as well of COVID itself because before it was a thing out there and now it's a thing right next door. Like it, it there actually is a genuine fear that, that um, uh, we, I'm in Sydney at the moment. I'm looking at Scott across the table. An amazing sight to see. <laughs> Hasn't happened much in the last two years. But even travelling down, uh, I was saying to Jacqueline, I think I feel like there's probably a good. Like I'm being very careful. We're being very careful as a team. But you know, there's a good chance over the next five months. This is where a
1: podcast doesn't do justice for your mask. It's like bane. It's <laughs>
0: bane-like. It's like the biggest mask I've
1: seen. It's like multiple, multiple uh airway valves coming out of it. You know. Yeah.
0: Yep, you can order it from you Tom You are not going to be able to breathe. it. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, the reality is, over the next couple months, I'm probably going to get COVID in my travels, most likely. Yep. If that's good. So I get what people are fearful. And, and we need to recognise that there's there's nervousness around work.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, do people come into work? That was a quick, I caught up everyone this week to say, "Hey, are you happy to come in this week? Here's what we're doing. Here's how we're going to be COVID safe." Yep. There's a nervousness around school. Mm. So you know, South Australia, Queensland have said. We're going to wait two weeks. It's going to be a slow start. New South Wales, we still don't even know what's going to happen. So there's teachers nervous. Mm. Um, parents haven't even got their va- kids vaccinated. Yeah. Um, you know, the five to 11-year-olds, that rollout's been kind of slowed down. I, I want to send my kid back, you know, once they've at least had their first sort of booster shot. So there's
0: all those um, so thoughts running around. So those things prevent me – Well, the, in my head, they're thinking, do I want to take my kids to another community event, I church in this case – Uh, where there's another possibility that they may contract COVID or I might have to isolate just as I have to go back to work or Mm. just as they have to go back to school. Do I want to do that? So there's a decision to be made there. Um, And, yes, there are uh, uh, questions around attendance, uh, sorry, uh, questions around uh, gathering and theological issues there, but there's a a genuine question there in in whether that's a wise thing to do.
1: Um, And we've just become habitual, I think, in not going to church, like there, there are some bad habits that have been formed over the last little while as well. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's worthwhile recognising those Yep. recognising that habits are really hard to get out of. And we still haven't been able to break like the screen habit at the moment just because yeah. we've been so used to yeah. screens just as a family in, at home.
0: Yeah. It's interesting on that. And we haven't chatted about this before, But you, you saying that we've had habits pre-COVID as well that have been enshrined in how we behave as a community. Um, and maybe those habits moving forward won't work actually. Mm because of the way that COVID has changed uh, our interactions with each other. So maybe there's new habits that need to be formed. We haven't quite worked out what they are yet. And so this uncertain period of us expecting to, or us hoping people will do what they did beforehand, but it actually being unrealistic to do that, um, there needs to be some thought put into what is a, as you termed it, the new normal. Did you come up with that term? <laughs> no, I did oh. Now, the
1: question is, what, what, do, we, what do we do next? So, I mean, this is the kind of a discussion that everyone's having all over the place. I feel like I'm having a discussion with every second person. Yeah. Um, but what,
0: what do we do next? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the uh, three things. No, here's not the three. This is the problem. There's no three things. I, I, I actually do have three things. But they're not the three silver bullets. Yeah. There is no silver bullets. Um, I want to say and it feels like I know it feels like copping out saying this stuff but I'm going to say it and then you can tell me I'm going to push back on a couple of your three things but Good. that's all right that's what we expect a little bit that's of, two out of three a little bit of fun. you're going to push out and <laughs> the meatball said that's not bad anyway um, first one be slow to draw conclusions here I would say D- don't draw too many conclusions about about 50% of tenants, whatever it is at the moment um, and where you think your church is heading because of that and where you think it's at it's very hard to draw any certainty at the moment uh, we don't know what's coming is this a continual wave it's going to go up and down it, this is may, may be what it's like for the next few years um and and i and i think we like we did see last you know the last few lockdowns
1: at least in sydney and melbourne people did come back yeah um i think the second lockdown people came back a little bit less strongly there was a bit more nervousness i think the reality is we're in a period where the virus is in the community there's going to be Little community lockdowns, yep. or kids having to isolate from from school. Yeah. It looks like they're for you know only going to be for a week now that you know the government said sort of, you know it's only a seven day isolation period. So we've now got a greater awareness. But the reality is, at any point in time, there'll be a significant percentage, probably, of your church community who's going to have to isolate because they uh, have either been a close contact or have yeah. you know COVID themselves. So in some ways, that is the new normal, mm. and you know our our, our previous kind of benchmark of you know people coming to church say 70% of the time or 60% of the time mm. because of sickness and just the realities of holidays and life we might actually have to say actually what the new normal looks like is you expect people to come 50% of the time to yeah. church yeah. at least in this next 12 months I want to argue there is still a spiritual issue going on for you if you're not making the gathering mm. uh, you know gathering regularly with your church community a, a, a priority yep absolutely so, you know it's a health, key health indicator if people are coming only 40% of the time it's like You are not prioritising the gathering.
0: Yeah, and well, on that as well, it's really complex in that, um, that you, just to throw one more example in there, you could have an event that takes out nearly all of the leadership of your church. You have a wedding on Saturday um, and the next week, five days, four or five days later, everyone realised, everyone at church was there and everyone realised, oh, that was an event that we all got covid Mm And your entire church leadership in small churches is taken out. You can't run church. Yep. Or so, you decide to have a gathering with your, you know, AV tech team to sort of say,
1: thank you. And someone turns up with COVID and that wipes and out. Go Everyone who could actually put on yeah. a, you know, a gathering in church. You're yeah. just like, we just probably have to hit replay on one of the good services from last year because that's all we can pull off. Yeah, that's and again, right. I, I feel like people are going to be okay with that. Yeah, you're gonna go, absolutely. Yep. This is okay. I'm just trying to work out how to manage my own life. And, yep. you know, you've got this complexity trying to pull all, all these people together. Absolutely. Again, but in slowing to draw conclusions, hmm. there there is a whole bunch of, you know, we're not certain, but there is a whole bunch of things that we can draw from the last few months and go, and, and make at least sort of guesses. Like what? Estimates and say, well, we anticipate only 50% of people will come back yeah. for, for the next little yeah. while. Um, we anticipate we're going to have to do some form of online digital church because, we want people to, t- to still gather, hear God's word, um, and still be part of that community family. So, you know, the person who says, we we'll are never going back to digital church mm. uh, and doing an online church, uh, I think you've got to push back and say, well, again, there might be a time where we c- continue to do this for the next 12 months. Yeah. Uh, you know, now it might only be six months. But we need to have some way of, of doing that well, so that we can include, uh, you know, the wider body.
0: That's good. So that I reckon that represents the difference between you and me, Scott. You're an optimist, and that's good. <laughs> so I had that in mind, and I'm thinking I want I want to say to people who are leading churches: don't be too negative about what's happening at the moment. Mm. Don't be too pessimistic um, about drawing conclusions about uh, where your church is at and where your leadership is at based on what's happening at the moment. Just be. So what's your second thing? Second thing is be generous in conversation with others. What's presented with people, the reasons they give, um, as we all know, isn't always what's going on. Um, You see, you've got time, you've got years with people to work through character issues as we do with ourselves, to disciple people, to care for people. Uh, It takes time to uncover actually what's going on with people. Maturity takes time to bake. You can't just, you know, microwave that stuff. So you, you just, I would say, with people in this moment where there's a lot of uncertainty, just... Be generous in conversations. And, and that's
1: where some of the reading I've been doing on personal change has been interesting. Um, I've been looking at it. It's an old, really old model. It's a book from the 80s, I think. On uh, It's called ADCAR. Hmm. Uh, so very simple framework for thinking about how you implement change for the person. Uh, so ADCAR just stands for awareness, desire, knowledge, ability, reinforcement. But one of the things just that the author of the book has sort of made me aware of when thinking about awareness is the individual is, is often asking, what's in it for me? And what goes into that is, is, a, is, a, is a person's view of the current state, you know, which mm. is, the, so, so there's such a wide variety of uh, opinions yeah. and thoughts out there. Uh, and so that's really hard to sort of nail down. It's not like you can say, oh, 80% of people are thinking this, because mm. people have got a, a wide variety of opinions on that. It's their perception of the problem, which is gonna change. Mm. Um, and that, again, per, per, there'll be a whole bunch of different reasons for them as to why they're more concerned um, then there's this just this circulation of misinformation. So again, you can contain this, you know, in a in a small change project. You can actually, you know, communicate this. But I think on this, there is just so much misinformation out there. Uh, and so who do we believe? And so this is the the, the difficulty, and it's changing regularly. Yeah. Um, you know. So so again, I've said this last week, but now it's changed changed this week. Um, so so just I guess to be aware that it is is complex as you. Um, you know, as you are generous with people in conversations, mm. knowing where someone is is coming from is is going to be um, you know really interesting. Okay, what's your what's your final your final thing?
0: Okay, last one. We've touched on it. Just be generous with yourself at the moment. Just be generous with yourself.
1: So be generous. I, Scott. Look,
0: there's a reason I'm not a pastor. Okay,
1: because uh, you know my pa- my pastoral bent's kind of it's there. It's there in the background. I could be pastoral, but I, I guess I want to sort of say what does it what does it look like in this moment to be thinking outward and to be thinking mission. So. Oh, you know, being generous with yourself. So obviously, I'm not going to set the goal of we're going to we're going to see 20 you know conversion yeah. growth this year. Yeah, um, it's being realistic about our um, our outcomes and the things mm. that we're seeking under God, praying for. Mm. But I also don't want this moment to be okay. Let's turn inward. Um, we, no, we need to be need to be still looking outward.
0: So that's interesting that you go there because when I say be generous, I'm not saying be narcissistic. <laughs> I'm not saying be self centered in that. Um, I'm saying um, be realistic about the place we're in so there are two separate issues one is i i assume that most people who are in ministry want to see the lost reach they mm. when a new person walks in they want to see them come to know jesus i suspect every single person who listens to this podcast all eight of them want that <laughs> that's what i but that's I but that's, a, that's a, i'm saying i'm not saying make this about yourself that's not all be generous to yourself is i'm saying i'm saying just just be aware of the the context you're leading in at the moment that your capacity will be lower than it is at the moment, that everyone else will be tired, and it's going to be very, very draining. Mm. So the things that lie at the heart of your ministry and your mission, that those gospel convictions about seeing God's people matured and seeing the lost reach, I'm not saying do away with them. They're, they're central to who we are. I'm just saying in order to to drive towards fulfil those things, you're in a context where your leadership capacity is probably going to be reduced at the moment, and others alongside you as well are. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, just conclusion. The three things I'm saying is one, be slow to draw a conclusion about what's happening at the moment. Two, be generous in your conversation with others. Just give it time to work out what's going on with them, and to be generous with yourself at the moment. Okay, uh, that's really helpful. So, in some sense, what's your what's your one thing? The reality that we see on the surface at the moment is not the full reality. So this is God's church. He's doing His thing, and we just need to be patient and diligent, faithful in our leadership at this moment with the capacity we have uh, as we wait and see how God unfolds this thing.
1: Okay, let me just open up the toolbox really quickly. It, like in some ways, there isn't a book written for this, um, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll just give a couple of books that I've been reading on, on change and the people side of change. I'll put a link to those in the show notes if you want to do it. Uh, the other thought is, uh, um, have a look at what gyms are doing. You know, um, again, look at what uh, other, you know, businesses. Gyms are places where there is a, a, a community it's a weird community that wants to meet up at 5 30 well, get sweaty with each other it's monday today it's so a... it's like that today if <laughs> yeah, everyone's interested it. uh, but it's interesting to see that i think there's not a lot of people heading back to gyms you know quickly as well uh, yeah at the moment so right? it's interesting my there's gym a ner-
0: there's a nervousness absolutely my gym 50% attendance at the moment yep. which is fascinating yeah so if you are if you do have a gym
1: membership it's probably a good time to actually use it and head down and just see what's going on at the gym <laughs> Okay, uh, it's, been, it's been good. We are looking forward to having another full year of talking with you guys about ministry in Australia. And, uh, and so I can't, I can't wait to see what we've got planned over the next year. Just want to mention, we are looking forward to gathering in person uh, in May for the Reach Australia National Conference. Jump on to the reachaustralia.com.au website and find out more details about that event. Register now, it's early bird. It is going to be so good to gather and I reckon by May, Uh, Hopefully borders will be open even with WA and we'll be able to uh, see our Perth brothers and sisters as well at the conference as well. I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Henner. Chat soon.